1: Hey yeah, everybody, happy Thursday morning, it's the Lifestyle Business Podcast, the show where we believe starting the business is the best way, how does Rihanna say it again? Business. Be- <laughs> starting one of those is the best way to create more personal freedom in your life. Today I'm joined by my captain, my co-host, a uh, part-time Rihanna impersonator and full-time boss man. He puts the
0: Mac into macbook i don't think anybody says that word anymore that's right a few days ago
1: i wrote a post at tropical mba illuminating it was like a 15 minute screen flow performance walking through our standard operating document if you want to see that go to tropicalmba.com we'll link see up to that on this episode 157 of the lifestyle business podcast a lot of people said man that's really theoretical uh but we actually walk you through the nuts and bolts on this post
0: this thing changed our life man this changed our business this changed everything about the way we do anything that's right uh We don't do anything without asking first.
1: Is there a process for that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our buddy John Myers wrote a great post uh, about the bootstrapping scene here in Saigon.
0: Yeah, which is where we are right now. He wrote it over at Medium, so we'll link C over to that.
1: Ian, I love it when listeners of the LBP send us photos of them listening to the podcast in crazy places, even just normal places, but Josh Plotkin sent us a picture of him listening to the LBP in a favela in order to demonstrate that they... Brazil is not a dangerous place.
0: Yes, he's holding his iPhone at arm's length, which is something that you probably wouldn't even do here in Vietnam on the (laughs) motorbike. So,
1: congratulations, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Hey, we've got some iTunes reviews from the UK. Pat says, pure awesome sauce. I love that one. Five stars. Thanks, Pat. Dan Taylor says, lots of fun and super educational. No guru hype here. Jay says, five stars. The LBP helps me to kill it every day. It's my weekly pep talk. And Tom says, we are a friend on the road. I can't remember how I found the LBP, but I can remember listening to it on a train in Kuala Lumpur and how much it inspired and motivated me to work on the business. Awesome. That's what we're here for. All right. So today, let's try to do a little bit of that inspirational. We're going to use a real life case study today. Episode 157, how to really monetize, in quotes, a blog or a podcast. This is something we've been cracking away at now for two and a half, three years, and I got a lot of uh, opinions, but I also have a lot of case studies of successfully monetized blogs and podcasts, and I want to give a simple five-step process here uh, for how this stuff really goes down at the top levels. Um, Part of this is inspired by an email I got this week from uh, one of the guys in Tropical MBA program, Jeff, and from Sean, who runs resortrebel.com. That's Sean from Bad Lads, the guy with 900... Thousand views on YouTube in only three years. Yes. I think we have to have a million views party. But Sean, actually, just a little backstory, is the guy who got me on the whole Yeah, Buddy kick.
0: Yeah, Buddy. Well, Yeah, Buddy is actually, uh, I remember when I was a kid, adults saying, Yeah, Buddy in my life. Yeah, Buddy is like a thing. It's a generational thing. Yeah. It's like when my dad says... Hey, I resemble that comment. I'm always like, dude, that is such a 1970s Michelob joke. Yeah, like Ron, Ronnie <laughs> Coleman is an older dude, right? I gotta imagine he's maybe 40 or something, 40, or 50, and he says, "Yeah, buddy," all the time. So it's kind of from that generation. Yeah, I love it. I love. I realized that that like I really lionized that generation. Yeah, because those are the guys you grew up looking
1: up to. Michelob's know? mustaches and yeah buddies, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Camaros. A, Camaro. <laughs> a healthy dose of Camaro. Uh, anyway, um, Sean runs this website called resortrebel.com. You got to check it out. Uh, Sean writes that he's got 100 people signed up on his mailing list. He's got 65 unique visitors a day. Of course, he's got the YouTube channel. But the big question is, is He wants to go ambitious. He wants to go big with this. He wants to turn it into a business. What are his options? What
0: are we going to do with this thing?
1: Jeff and Sean laid out four options just to sort of brainstorm things. He said we could do business consulting, uh,
0: we could do direct ad sales, we could do AdSense, or we could enable YouTube ads on that big channel they've got so a little bit of background here on sean right sean runs uh, runs two resorts successful resorts in the philippines in uh, Puerto Galera, and basically he started making these wacky videos right and then yeah. all of a sudden all these people started showing up and sean would make videos about dating he would make videos about resorts he would make videos about just about anything in the philippines yeah his channel's awesome right and so and so now he's trying to figure out he's trying to distill who his audience is in the philippines right
1: that's right and I think he's in a great position. I mean, he started this new blog. It's only got maybe 25, 30 posts on it. He's already getting a lot of traction. And the question is, if you if you have this ambitious uh, approach and mindset like Sean does, what's the best way to go big with this thing? And, I, and that's what we want, right? We don't want to be blogging into the wind for the next three years. We want to be making sure that all that effort we're putting into making these great content. Sean made a video the other day of him with whale sharks. Swimming with whales—it's like a five-minute video. I know when I watched that, I was like, "That took him a long time." Yeah. So, you know, it's great that you got—we got this creative energy, but we want to make sure that we're not leaving it on the ground. You right. know, we don't want to be blogging until we're blue in the face, we pass out, no oxygen, and no money. So, um, one of the things I want to say in the preamble before we get to our five-step process for how we would approach this—a lot of the ideas that we were, were brainstormed—these are, as Clay Collins would say biz ideas, okay? They're not business ideas. So we're talking about starting a business here. Monetization even reeks of biz, right? Because it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just going to toss an ad up on this thing. It's not really a solid business model that we want to pursue as we're bootstrapping, as we're just getting started.
0: If you want to slap advertising on an established business and ju- just to uh, just to give a definition for biz here, biz is like gaming, right? So it's like uh, you know throwing up a site and having some affiliate links is nothing sustainable, right? Yeah. So business is sustainable, biz is not sustainable. Maybe you get a couple dollars in your wallet today, but you won't know where the money's going to come from tomorrow, right? It's
1: the World of Warcraft approach to business. So Ian and I, you know, maybe we're a little bit slower than the average bear. We are the slow roll, long term business guys we want to have long-term wealth long-term freedom we don't want to outmaneuver some people and be clever for a few years and try to put some money into our bank account that's not the game here okay so let me just get the obvious out of the way then which is to say that your blog is not your business now they're separate things a blog is a marketing channel a business is is a sustainable standalone unit. Um, a lot of people say that, but I want to give some metaphors for how we can think about this. So if a blog is not a business, what is it? Well, it's a place where you can experiment with business ideas in front of the world. It's sort of like putting up those landing pages we used to do in 2007. Yeah. But on your blog, you sort of do it socially. You experiment with ideas. You see if, if the virus grows, so to speak. Right. Uh, blogs are also like hammers they're a tool to carve out or craft an idea and have other people contribute to it and finally a blog is like a spotlight so you gather momentum. Sean is getting all these people to pay attention to him. And when he decides what his business is, he's going to shine the spotlight on that business to get his first anchor customers. Right. I
0: really like the Petri idea, the Petri dish idea. I mean, it's really a place where you can experiment and 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 have a lot of fun, right? And write a bunch of different articles, take a lot of different videos and see kind of where the ocean is flowing or where, this, where the stream is flowing. Right? A, a quick example
1: of something that I did, five reasons your business should be set up in Hong Kong, even if you live in the United States that blog could be a business. Yes. And I didn't know that when I wrote that blog post, but I know that now because I wrote the blog post, because the virus grew, I get emails about it every week. And if I wanted to shine that spotlight at the end of that blog post, put a link to danshongkongcompany.com, That would be a business if I had a model set up there. Okay, so that's how that works. Another thing, when I heard that Sean has 100 emails on his list, it got me thinking about this thing that I've often thought about, and I'm just going to call it the 100 email litmus test, which is to say a lot of people, they have business models that require scale. That's biz, okay? That's the trickle down into opt-ins to put advertising, to put an affiliate link. We're talking business. If you have 100 leads, you should be able to turn that into a cash flow business. You should be going to get started with 100 emails. That's, that's my bottom line. If you have 100 emails and you can't start a business, you either A, have the wrong list, and we're going to talk about how you can make sure you get the right list, or B, you're not really focused on business. right? Right? You, you, maybe you're focused on being famous online. Maybe you're focused on saying what you want to say. Maybe you're focused on your passion, expressing yourself. This is a program right here for business people right we're not primarily focused on want to be famous online people. forget that crap. we want to do business because that's the long term way to do this stuff okay absolutely all right, so the blog monetization process that we're going to talk about here is a five step process, so we're just going to lay out the five steps and Sean bro, this is a video or this is a, a audio message to you. I hope you're doing well, and I can't wait to come visit you okay first step think big, act small so I like the ambition to think really big about what your business is gonna be, but you gotta start really small. And that's gonna all start with defining your mission statement.
0: Yeah, and this also has to do with your TP, right? So we talk about uh, setting your TP up where, where you want it to be set up. So if you, uh, if you want to comment on celebrities, you know that's the kind of person that you're going to be. You're going to be Mr. I Comment on Celebrities, Perez Hilton, right? If you want to be Mr. I Sell Used Cars, that's who you're going to be is Mr. I Sell Used Cars. So figure out uh, if what you're doing in your blog, and in your business is where you actually want to be. You know, Do you want to be the guy talking about the Philippines for the next five years? And I think the answer for Sean is yes. For sure.
1: And one uh, book that can help you do this, and I got to give a hat tip to Rob Hamley is called The One Thing by Gary Keller, and it's a really slick, like, one-hour read. This is a really useful book. It's a fun little quick read, and it helps you define. There's there's always the one thing that you can do to move your idea forward, and I think we're going to get to this at, at, at the tactical section at the end of the episode, but for Sean, that's probably about promoting business and tourism in the Philippines in general. But I think the question is, what are the small actions that lead up to that eventual outcome that you can do consistently in a
0: focused manner on a day-to-day basis? And I'll tell you what it is for Sean is Sean's really good at taking videos. He's really good at interviewing people. And that's something that's sustainable for him in his uh, daily workflow. He has time to do that. And so that's what he's been doing, right? And that's why he has so many videos up there right now.
1: Yeah, so we're going to focus on uh, those in the next step. So let's just get to the next step, which is number two, determine who in your audience has skin in the game this is a really difficult part Uh, generally what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to find the very few percentage of your listeners or readers who are going to make all the difference and most people have a hard time doing this they're focused on the masses being famous you know five people can change your life if they're a consistent client profile so let's take a cross-section of sean's audience and talk about people who have skin in the game versus people who don't have skin in the game. And now skin in the game will be defined as people who are committed, who are already taking action, and who are
0: spending money. Money is you know sort of a surrogate for action, right? Right, and so there's a bunch of people in this category for Sean, right? So it's people that want to start a business in the Philippines, right? That are overseas. Right. That's one category. It's people that uh, want to start a business in the Philippines that are already in the country. Already in the country. That's big time skin. And it's people that are already, already doing real estate transactions, right?
1: Yes, so these people like so if you have 100 people in that mailing list Sean maybe 5 to 10 of those people would represent one of these three categories these 5 to 10 people Are the money part of the list. Mr.
0: Skin in the Game.
1: Now, there's going to be a bunch of people that don't have skin in the game. There are people who maybe want to network with other people in the Philippines. There are people who are looking for fun things to do in the Philippines. And there are people who want to move to the Philippines. These people are not not important. Yeah, you
0: let them be tourists.
1: They're tourists, essentially. Like, in the sense that they're business tourists. Right. They're not real customers. But... You know, these are the people that are going to be your fans. They're going to be your readers. They're going to come to your meetups. They're going to promote your stuff potentially. And when you achieve scale, when you build oxygen into your business, these people will become your customers eventually. But at the beginning, you got to focus on the hot money part of that list. That's right. a little, it's an ode day Joe right there <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. So we're going to want to focus on those people who already are spending money on this stuff. All right. So you're going to do a brainstorm list who, what portions of your audience has skin in the game. Then the next step. Number three is to determine action models. Okay, so you need to float or spitball business ideas that are separate from your blog, okay? These are um, high friction ways to interact with people. So we're going to avoid low friction business models when we're bootstrapping and just getting started. So no e-books. I don't want to hear about ebooks. I don't want to hear about uh, information courses. I don't want to hear about affiliates or ads, those are all things that require scale, and to get to scale, we need to have that first group of profitable customers. Right. There's this is one action model that I really like called 10 true clients. And this is a way that the 10 out of that 100 list could cash flow the whole business, right? So what you do is you basically select a goal, say about a quarter out. You wanna start a business in the Philippines that makes you X amount of money every month. Uh, or you wanna open up a resort in the Philippines that does X. Um, so you select a goal, and you determine what the weekly guideposts are to getting to that quarterly goal, and you guide your customers through it. That's a high dollar product because the benefit is going to be so huge if you if you simplify it from. So right. again, this is an action model, right? Right. So you pay me a thousand bucks, I guide you to the goalpost, and I got ten people paying me a thousand bucks. That's ten thousand dollars. You do it four times a year. That's forty thousand dollars. That's a good first year in business, right. right? Right. And if you're not happy with making forty thousand dollars your first year in business get out of here. I mean, if, you're, if you need to make more money than that, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to be an entrepreneur unless you got a rich uncle.
0: Right. Well, there's a bunch of different models out there. But under this model, I think that that's a good first couple of steps.
1: So some action models that could work for Sean, parties, definitely. Seminars, definitely. Consulting phone calls, definitely. Webinars for people overseas, get a GoToMeeting account, throw a webinar that walks people. through Definitely, that's an action model. These are all action models that you can test. Okay, Ian, so steps two and three got us two things. We've got a short list of our customer segments with skin in the game, the small group of customers that have the biggest potential. And number three, we've got a small list of action models that make sense to us. Step four is to nexus those two steps and to use a post on your blog to launch a foot flow so what's the difference between foot flow and cash flow dan all right so <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy but I- i've been thinking about this thing Ian, where it's more important to get like action and monetization or action and revenue are so closely correlated so You don't want to forgo your opportunity to make money off of people by preventing them from moving, by putting paywalls in front of stuff. So what you want to do is you want to inspire people to take action first. That's a foot flow. In other words, you want to get their feet moving. Right. So you don't want to say, if you're going to throw your first conference of all time, you don't want to say, hey, everybody. I don't really know you, you don't really know me, but come to my conference, by the way, it's 500 bucks.
0: It's hard to sell Gatorade to people that aren't working out, man, right? But if you get them working (laughs) out, it's like no problem. You nailed it, buddy, and that's exactly it. So what we wanna do is take a post,
1: focus it in on those high-caliber customers, and say, hey, why don't we all do this? Why don't we all jump on a webinar? Why don't we all come to my resort and have a party? Why don't we all join this membership group and start discussing our best ideas together?
0: I think the important thing here is uh, you know, all these ideas, the phone calls, the conferences, the webinars, all this stuff, we're still experimenting, right? So it doesn't make sense to stick our flag so deep in the sand that we can't pull it out, right? Or stick our cash register so deep in the counter that we can't take it off at some point.
1: Now, there's a big liability here. Do not confuse a foot flow with a tiptoe flow. Some guy last night, I was he was talking about communities and he was saying, oh yeah, you just get a bunch of people talking about, uh, they were like swapping ideas about arts and crafts or something, and I'm just like thinking, no one is going to pay for that. These are a bunch of tourists. Tourists tiptoe, okay? So it's really important that when you launch your quote foot flow, that it's something that people with skin in the game are attracted to. People that is actually gonna have a big, deep impact. Not just, hey, let's all swap notes on you know, knitting or something like that. I'm not going to, I'm not talking smack about the knitting niche. No, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, let's make sure that these are people that are real dope players that are making movements here. Okay. Number five, and this is the fun part. When you feel like you've got traction, you know, on the webinar, on the party, on the conference, whatever it is, elegantly introduce the paywall. So we often use the metaphor of rivers, uh, we borrowed that from Venkat at ribbonfarm.com. Yep. Rivers of cash flow, and we t- even talk about TP's. That's what we mean is you put your TP, which is your fisherman's hut. Our metaphors are all messed up. Yeah, right? they are. You put your TP or your fisherman's hut, whatever freaking age empires the person <laughs> you are, <laughs> and you put you put your uh, fishing rod into that cash flow that's already existing. So what you're doing is you're creating a mini cash flow, and the metaphor for your paywall is like a dam, right? You're harnessing the energy from that, and then the water still goes over the top, right? So, right. so you're still moving people along. So, you know, I'll give you some examples. In the Dynamite Circle, now has over 650 members. The first 100 members were charter members, and we were providing all the same value with no paywall as we do now with paywall. Right. Um, our conferences, our first two conferences, operated at a net loss of, well. We could buy a pretty nice car for the net (laughs) loss of uh, the link network. When we set up our link network, Ian, we taught people how to make their own link network. First. That's the whole idea. Right. So you're getting the foot flow. Again, these are people that have skin in the game. And this is related to our marketing ethos of do the work in front of me. Get me moving that direction before you put a cash register along the side of the road. Right. Uh, finally, with our TMBA seminars. Remember when we actually we, we followed this process, we, we put out this petri dish thing on episode number 96 and we said do you want to come to the summer philippines with us we follow this five-step process and uh but the but the hidden part the part that you might not see is that for hundreds of people and for years beforehand we had been helping hundreds of people you know via email via the podcast via the blogs via in-person meetups so we already had that river flowing before we put the paywall dam in there right we need some new metaphors, man. <laughs> All right, so that's the five-step process. Just to briefly recap, think big, act small. So get that mission statement up. Figure out why you're in the game. Number two, determine who in your audience has skin in the game. And so and remember, a lot of times the skin in the game people, they're not going to be the loudest. They're no. not going to be latest loudest. they are not going to be blowing up your Twitter or your Twit box or might your inbox. might just be or one guy
0: that emails you and says, hey, man, I've got this issue, right? And you you think, Wow. I've met that guy before. There's probably 10 other guys that have that issue too. And this is the only guy that spoke up. This is what I'm going on. Number three, determine those action models. Number four, use a post to launch those
1: action models and test the foot flow. Get the flow going. And if if you like it, if everything's working out for you, if it's copacetic, elegantly introduce that paywall that makes sense? That makes sense to me. All right, if we owned Resort Rebel, see Sean's in a cool situation because he can kick the can down the road a little bit. The, if you know your readers have skin in the game because they're taking action, right? They're not just reading and saying, hey man, I like your blog. Forget those people. You want people that are actually, hey man, I flew to the Philippines because I read your blog. Right. Hey man, I bought a resort based on your advice. Which happens to Sean. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you've got those people moving, take money off the table, right? Cuz you want to increase that flow before you interrupt it with paywalls. Yes. So, I mean, this is tricky, right? It's a little bit of an art. Because you don't want to be building an audience that's not monetizable. Let me let me let me say it theoretically, though. Profound action equals monetization, right? Yes. But monetization can prevent profound actions yes, so absolutely. that's the tricky part right and that's the art form we're talking about people can here.
0: smell stinky fish man <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you know the impulse when you're starting here is to, is to do like oh I'm gonna be like a goda or I'm gonna match people up to resorts or something but what we're saying is go small go profound um, focus on those business owners. Focus on networking in person or on the webinars or on the phone. You know, talk to these people and figure out what they want and then give it to them in the post. And,
0: you know, Sean's in that position where he's got businesses. I would leverage that to cash flow the spotlight. I think what you said Dan is really really important which is Sean has got this audience right he's got a, a, fa- a fairly large audience for what he's been up to lately and the impulse is yes is to sell a go right or is, yeah. is to make an a is to say oh yeah you're coming to the Philippines here are the five hotels that you can stay at and I'm going to take a cut here's of, my $30 ebook right of 10% of this right but uh, there's a much bigger and better opportunity out there which is point number one uh, which I think Sean should be doing which is essentially building the Philippines up yes. to be what the Thailand is yes. right
1: leading the charge. So whenever anybody thinks about, hey, should I go to Philippines or Thailand? Or It's like Sean that you think of, this guy who's the champion. Right. Of, and it's not only potential tourists that are going to look at him as the champion, but it's the people with skin in the game. It's the guy who invested $2 million in a resort in Palawan and is dying for people to come to his resort he's going to look to sean as the leader of the industry
0: and i've walked around with you and sean before and we've had meetings with guys that we stood in their empty hotel yeah. in in Galera, and he's like how am i going to fill up these 25 rooms right well sean can offer the solution for that and you want long-term sustainable results for these owners and they're going to be willing to pay you a lot of money for that
1: so what i would do deeper engagement more people skin in the game and i would just take monetization off the table for the next year if you can does that sound
0: crazy from a business guy? It sounds crazy. I think you should do it. Definitely. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's,
1: sometimes it's the crazy stuff that works. All right let's get moving on to just the tips. Well if you guys are ever going to be in Puerto Galera, definitely check out badlads.com and I'm a subscriber to Resortrebel.com. I mean it's it's one of those things. I just love the bloggers here. I love watching this this, this this entrepreneur in the Philippines swimming with whale sharks. No wonder he's got a million views. I still close to believe in views.
0: the Philippines too. I mean, we're here in Vietnam, and you know, it's it's um, it's a, it's much more advanced, I yeah. should say, than the Philippines. But the Philippines has all the potential in the world, Absolutely. and I think they're just waiting for somebody like Sean to step up and show them the way. I love it, and, and you know, Sean and Jeff are saying, "Hey, we want to think big." That's it. It's like how much
1: action can you inspire? Uh, across the board and if, if you if you get money involved early then you're going to prevent your ability to do that that's it so yeah that's the big plan now if you guys want to make a couple grand a month write back to us and we'll do a podcast about that right. But we're thinking big here okay uh i got a great tip for all you podcasters out there this tip is worth the whole episode it's so useful mission rob from making it pointed me to this app called marty.ca and we'll link up to it 157 it's brilliant it's a desktop app that pulls in all of your podcast reviews across the world so we have a lot more reviews than we thought we had we did and we can also see like there's countries no offense, Sweden, but I didn't think about going to Sweden to see if any Swedish people had reviewed the podcast. You know, the
0: interface is so complex to, to, to find your reviews. Uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You have to go to the bottom, click on the flag, and then it pulls it up. So what this and does And if you have more reviews, have you ever done it
1: when you do yeah. the American? You can't even get the flag. I have to yeah. play like a little video game to get the... It's anyway, awful. if you're a podcaster, you know this is a huge pain point. This solves it for free. I think it's a $5 donation. I will be donating. Thank you so much, Mission Rob. And finally... Uh, to hearken back to the boss man and to the beginning. This is a cultural touch, touch tone, man. We are a product of our generation. This is Mark Morrison. Return Almost to the Mac- embarrassing. This is, if you would play this at the middle school dance, man... It would blow up the floor. There's no wallflowers. I don't care how socially awkward you are. you will be in the dance floor with your friend saying, Return of the Mac. We hope, it is. we hope you guys return to this podcast uh, despite our, all of our shortcomings. We'll make it up to you next Thursday morning. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you immediate access to episode one through 100 of the LBP. It is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We'll see you next Thursday morning.